you with us too. If you join right in, you can be part of the family. We'll take you. Right? Alright, um, tonight we're going to be Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. I thank the Lord for always being there. I like that. I, I, I know Rice and I sung a song a couple like it. I know. But I like I thank the Lord for always being there. And if he's going to be there, he needs to be there tonight. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I um, really uh, this this message tonight this 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 scripture tonight I was um, really a few weeks ago or uh, I don't even know how long it's maybe a month ago I was I was praying on uh, and I'll just be honest I was praying I was on my way to work but driving down the road and I was thinking about the Lord's prayer and there's part of the Lord's prayer we'll we'll get to it I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. Part of the Lord's prayer, it's like the Lord's just like, do you hear what that says? It's like, do you hear it? Do you hear it? I know you know what it says, but do you hear what it's saying? I mean, how many of us, I mean, honestly, how many of us can quote the Lord's prayer as 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 in the Bible, our Father of our heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day your daily bread, forgive us of our trespasses. Give those who trespass against us. Lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Right? Amen. We can, how many of us can quote that? All right, now, this, maybe this is the outlier to me, was I was kind of, I thought, like, this, is what, this is what Jesus said to all of our prayers after. Maybe not in those exact words, but maybe in that order, maybe. Maybe in those that same kind of fashion. To model our prayer after the Lord, or they call the Lord's Prayer, or at least it should be called the Lord's Prayer, or it should be the Disciples' Prayer. Because this is the Disciples are asking, Lord, teach us to pray. So really, the Lord's Prayer was probably over in John when he was praying for us. He was praying for all the people and, and all the people to come and all those that were there. But anyway, but how many of us can record that, but how many of us ever just really took the time to listen to the words of it? I'm talking about listen to the words of it. It's like I believe Joshua preached not too long ago. It's like you can tell the kids to listen, but then to hear what I was saying. And I think Jesus sometimes, I think I have to, I have to do that myself when studying the Bible or listening to, to what God has to say. I hear, I, I listen to the Lord's Prayer, but can I hear what's being said? Am I really paying attention? Am I really understanding what he's saying here? But so I was um, I was torn tonight. I'll just be honest. I really probably didn't know what I was going to be preaching tonight until she got up to see. And I was like, "Well, Lord, I think or would maybe when Bryson started singing." And because he said he said uh, in that song, "I thank you, Lord, for every time you've heard me pray." And I was like, "Well, maybe Lord, I'll need to just stick with the prayer here tonight." All right. So that. In Matthew chapter 6, we'll get to the prayer, but I want us to see the attitude of the heart, the motives of the prayer in, in chapter 6, and how he warns here, he's warning them about how to pray, how, what, what should be our motives in prayer, what should, how should their, um, or how should we pray, how should we pray, what are the motives behind our prayer, because you, believe it or not, there are people out there that the motives 
behind their prayers is just for other people to hear. And just to be able to be seen. And just to be able to to just just to make themselves look good. And he's, he's warning about that in this. And we went over this verse. I didn't even know this was where I was preaching tonight. I didn't even know what direction I was going. But we, I mentioned this first verse in our Sunday school this morning. But, and we're now we're here again. So uh, chapter 6, verse 1, he says this, Take heed that ye do not do not your alms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise, ye have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. So it's the alms, things that you offer up to God, like prayer, okay? Things that are being offered up to God. He said, don't do that. He said, don't go and do that before men just to be seen. Don't do that just because you want everybody to think that you're such an elaborate, eloquent speaker or prayer or, prayer or whatever. He said, don't do it for that reason. He said, he said, there's no reward in that. There's no reward in heaven to do those things. And it's your intentions, your motives. What are your motives behind that? It says, therefore, when thou doest thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee, as the hypocrites do in the synagogue and in the streets, that they may have glory of men, Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when thou doest alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth, that thine alms may be in secret, and thy Father, which seeth in secret, himself shall reward thee openly. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they, that, they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. I, I like the, the just pay attention to what he's saying because I think sometimes we can get caught up in this as Christians if we're honest about it. We, we can sometimes we can get caught up in um, am I do, uh, doing things for, for the, with the wrong motives or doing things to try to make yourselves look good or, or whatever it may be when all glory and honor should be going to who? Jesus Christ. It should be all be going to Him because I'm nothing without Him and I shouldn't, I shouldn't be trying to get any glory whatsoever. Any glory that I receive, I hope it's going to the Lord Jesus Christ because I don't deserve any glory. And he's saying here though that, that their reward is the applause of men. Really. And we talked about that a little bit in Sunday school this morning, how that there's a lot of people that are looking for the applause of men, but they're not getting the applause from God. I would rather have the applause from God than the applause of men. Because in the, in the end, I would rather my reward be in heaven than my reward here down on earth. So he's, he's saying, just make sure your motives are right when you're praying to the Lord. Make sure you're coming to me with a humble heart. Make sure you're coming to me uh, knowing that I'm able to do abundantly more than you could ever ask or think. There's nothing that you can do. It's nothing that you can say. But it's all because of me, really. It is all because of him. So uh, he says, but thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut the door, pray to the Father which is in secret. And the Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do. So don't just go in there and start repeating yourself because you're, you're trying to sound good. You know what I mean? Don't go in there. Don't pray saying, oh, that sounded good. I'm going to say that again. You know, I'm going to say that again. Just don't vain repetitions. Just get to the point. Get to the point. Get down to business with the Lord. 
as the, he said, don't, don't go in there like the heathen do, but for they think that they shall be heard for their such much speaking. But be not ye therefore like unto them, for your father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask him. So he's saying, don't go in there and just, just i got to pray for an hour, because if I don't pray for an hour, he's not going to give me what I need. And then in, in, in that hour of prayer, you're just over and over repeating yourself when all he really wants you to do is just get down to business. He knows what you need before you ever ask. He knows what, what we need even before we know what we need. And he just wants us to be able to, he just wants us to be able to come to him and ask for what we need. I believe that. I'm like, just think about this. If, you're, if, if Hayden wanted something, he'd come to me, Oh, sweet daddy, you are so sweet to me. Oh, I just love you, daddy. I, I think you're, what do you want? It's like, all right, you know how it is. God don't want all that. He just wants you just to say what you mean and ask for what you need. He just wants you just to get down to business. You know, he don't need all, I mean, he don't, he, he, and he, he inhabits the praises of his people. I'm not saying we shouldn't praise him. I'm not saying that at all. But I don't think, I think he just really wants us just to get down to business. And let, just let him know what we need. What do you need? He said, but, but that's what verse 8, Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things ye have need of before you ask. He said, don't just, don't waste your time just saying a bunch of stuff that don't mean nothing. Just let him know what you need. Be straight and to the point. What do I need? What do you need? So he gives, now we get to the Lord's Prayer. He said, after this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Now, now you notice though, I, I kind of, you notice he does, he does say to offer up some kind of praise. Let's do acknowledge who God is. Let's acknowledge who he is. Don't, don't get me wrong. We should, Lord, you are holy. You're the only holy one. You're, there's no other holy like you. You are holy. Well, let's recognize who he is. Let's recognize who we're talking to. And if we are his children, oh, we, we can say our Father who art in heaven, right? Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed, holy be thy name. Says thy kingdom come. We know he's in control, right? His kingdom's going to come one day. And it's all in his timing. He's in control of this thing, right? His kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. So we, we, do need to, we do need to let the Lord know we would rather your will be done than our will. And, that, and that's a hard prayer sometimes to pray, Lord, because you want something this way, but maybe that's not God's will. But we need to be, make sure we're praying that God's will's done. Because he knows the better outcome. He knows what's best for us. Even when we can't see it. Even when we don't understand. Even when we feel like there's no way that this is what's best for us. God knows what's best for us. It's his will that needs to be done, not ours. He's saying, give us this day our daily bread. Now, if you think about the daily bread, some automatically we start thinking about what we're going to eat for supper tonight. But we know this. Jesus said, Jesus said, I'm the, he said, Jesus said, I'm the bread of life. And he said this, he said that we know that in John chapter 1, he says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, the Word was God, and the Word became flesh. That was Jesus. So we don't just live off bread alone. The Bible tells us that. We don't live off just bread alone, but out of the words that come from the mouth of God, right? So 
this is not, I don't, I don't particularly see this as asking God to provide our next meal because he's going to do that. He'll, he'll do that. I think he's telling us to, I think he's telling us to ask God to give us what we need spiritually for the day ahead. I think he'll take care of the, the things like bread, the things that, like food. I think what he's telling us to do is ask for the things we need that'll help us spiritually in the days ahead, in that day. So, anyway, and forgive us our, our debts as we forgive our debtors. And that's a hard one, too, to forgive those that do you wrong, right? But he's saying, forgive as I have forgiven you, right? Forgive as I've forgiven you. Forgive those, forgive us of our, our sins, and we'll get to that a little bit here in just a minute. Some more about that here in just a minute, but forgive our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. How many times we got to say that, right? In the world that we live in today, deliver us from evil. Uh, 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 lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. We're tempted on every side, it seems like. We are, the, the world is full of evil. How can we, we need God's help to keep us from those temptations and from those evils. But here's what got me, and this is where God said, are you listening, are you hearing what I'm saying? He says, for thine is the kingdom, for God's kingdom. It's his kingdom. It says, for your kingdom, your power, and your glories forever. I think about that. You know who's part of that kingdom? Me. Right? Listen, we serve a God whose kingdom is forever. We serve a God that, that's allowed us to be a part of that kingdom. I mean, I just think about how amazing that is that, that God, the forever God, the unchanging God, the God of the universe, the, the maker of the heavens and the earth, the maker of, of each and every one of us sitting here tonight, for the one who loves us and cares for us, that sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins, who's allowed us to be a part of this kingdom that is forever. And it's forever. There is not another king. There is not another ruler. There is not another prince. There's not another king. There's not another human being ever to walk this earth that can say, my kingdom, my power, and my glory is forever. But Jesus can. He can say, my kingdom, my power, my glory is forever. And he says, guess what? He told me that that morning. I just felt like he was telling me. And you know what? I'm going to let you be a part of that. I'm going to let you be a part of that kingdom. I'm, gonna, I'm such a loving, gracious God that I love you so much that if you've accepted Jesus as your Savior, I'm going to allow you to be a part of that kingdom and that power and that glory forever. And he said, you're going to be a part of that someday. All forever. I'm like, I'm just telling you what, on the way to work, I just got, I just got, I felt the Lord telling me, you're going to be a part of that forever. How amazing is that? Do you deserve to be in a forever kingdom? Do you deserve to be a part of that forever glory, that forever power? Do you, need, do you deserve any part of that whatsoever? No, but Jesus Christ does, and He died for you so that we could have that one day forever with Him in heaven someday. I'm telling you, praise the Lord. There's like, 
Let's praise Him again, right? Because we praised Him already. We said, holy is Thy name. But let's praise Him again because His kingdom, His power, and His glory is forever. He's the one that can answer my prayers. He's the one that can forgive me of my sins. He's the one that can give me my daily bread. He's the one whose will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. His kingdom is the one that's coming. It's Him. He's the one that's going to lead us not into temptation. He's the one that's going to deliver us from evil. He's the only one that can do these things. And His kingdom his power and his glory is forever it don't end say well when's that going to end never i'm telling you it's not a sale at kroger it's not going to end next tuesday it doesn't end it lasts forever right you better go get one of them buy one get one free whoppers at the burger king because that deal's going to end it ain't going to last forever so this right here though is going to last forever i'm telling you you're getting a good deal right <laughs> I'm, I'm, sell, I'm a car salesman you're getting a good deal go ahead and sign me up i'll take the i'll take the interest rate that you're providing lord and i'll pay on that for all of eternity just give me that deal right i'll take it Right? I'm telling you, that's a deal that we are able, that God is able to offer us to be a part of the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. We get to be a part of that. You know what? Now think about, I, I don't, I, like I said, I really didn't, didn't know where I was going tonight, didn't know what I was preaching tonight, so I don't really have a whole bunch of scripture laid out for us tonight but i know there's a, a scripture that says one of these days in that thousand year reign here on this earth i know that one day we're all some of us are going to be princes over the world we're going to have power over the over those that are here he's going to give us power as the sons of god he's going to give us those powers listen he's letting us be a part of that forever and ever and ever i'm telling you what i know i know Life can be hard. I know times can get rough. I know things can be tough. I know that life ain't always a bed of roses. I know we're not always on the mountaintop. I know that we're not always in the, the best of moods. I know that we're not always getting along with one another. I know that times are hard. But I'm telling you what, I'll, take, I'll, I'll do all the hard time now so I can have the glory and the power and the kingdom that's forever. Right? Because I'm telling you what, when this walk of life is over and I take my last breath, or when Jesus comes back and takes me home, there'll be no more sorrow, no more pain, no more tears, no more of that, those hard times. There'll be no more not getting along with each other. We're going to have to get along with each other. Right? Hey, if you're having a problem with somebody, make it right because you're going to spend eternity with them people. So go ahead and make it right. Right? I know some people are hard to deal with. I might be one of them people. <laughs> April said, Amen. After this morning, she said, Amen. <laughs> I told April on the way here, I said, I'm going to preach on being happily married. <laughs> uh, I told Josh for church, I said, I don't. I said, I don't really know what I'm preaching on. I said, but who knows, after this morning, I might be divorced before I leave here. <laughs> Some of y'all missed it because Bill held you over, but I stuck my foot in my mouth, okay? I'll just leave it at that. But I'm telling you what, there ain't no hard time 
There ain't no grief. There ain't nothing I would trade for that kingdom power and glory forever. You know what I'm saying? Did I say that right? I might have even said that right. I'll take, let me put it this way, I'll take all the heartache, all the grief, all the pain, all the suffering that has to come my way, that has been, that is His will for my life. I'll take it all right now so I can reign with Him in glory someday. I'll take it all now because I don't want it then. Because listen, it's either you take it now or you take it later. I don't want it later because later is eternity. I do not want all that, all that heartache, all that sorrow, all that pain, all that grief for all of eternity. I want to reign with Him in glory forever, in it for eternity. I don't want all that. When do you want your pain? In the, what's the, hey, when do you want, how long, when do you want that pain, Wiley? 97 years or eternity? When do you want it? He's 97 years old. You believe that? Hey, three more years. You'll take all that pain and suffering for 100 years, won't you? You'll take it for 150. You'll take it for 200. But you won't take it for all of eternity, will you? That's not a good deal. Not a good deal. I'm telling you what. Jesus said, I'm telling you, He tells us here, this is what you pray. You say this. You end this prayer with, for thine is the kingdom and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. 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 You know what he's saying? You pray that prayer, and when you say amen, what you're saying is, I agree with everything you just said. I agree that our Father, who, who, our Father who's in heaven, I agree that holy is His name. I agree that His kingdom's going to come. I pray, I know His will is going to be done. I mean, it looks awful sometimes, but He's just allowing it to happen. He can stop it at any moment, right? He's allowing His will to be done. It may not look like it, but He is allowing. The, man, His will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He will give us what we need for the day ahead. Sometimes He just wants us to ask for it, right? Um, he'll forgive us of our sins, but He wants us to do something in return for that. He wants us to forgive those who sin against us. And he wants to. He wants to be able. He wants to lead us out. He, he don't want to lead us into temptation. He does want to deliver us from evil, and He will one day. You think the evils of this life? <sighs> He's going to deliver us from those one day. I'm telling you, because you know why? Because His kingdom. His power and His glory is forever. <sighs> anyway, it says, but listen to verse 14. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither would your Father forgive you your trespasses. So listen now. Listen. Listen to that. Well, we have a hard time sometimes, I believe. Amen, I do too. Woe is me. Somebody does us wrong, they, they might get away with it. Yeah, what is it? The shame on, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. We got that mentality. Like, I may forgive them once, but they do it again. 
But what Jesus, what God's saying here is, you've got to be better than that. You've been called to be a peculiar people. You've been called to be the sons of God. You've been called to that forever kingdom. And this is what I'm telling you is, you better forgive others because if you can't forgive them, then I can't forgive you. If you're going to hold a grudge against somebody else, I'll hold a grudge against you. That's, what, that's plain, that's plain. That's what Jesus is saying here. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. So he's not going to forgive you if you can't forgive others. Believe I just forgive them, right? <laughs> Trust me, whatever, whatever so-and-so did, whatever Jason Turner did against you, it's not worth holding against him, so God holds something against you. That's what I'm saying. It's like nobody on this earth that can do anything to you that's, that separates you, that, that really... Is there anything somebody can do to you that you would want to separate yourself from the forgiveness of God? Because that's what you're doing. You're saying, I can't forgive them. I can't forgive them. They just, I can't do it. Well, guess what? God says, I can't forgive you unless you forgive them. So, I'd rather have the forgiveness of God than the grudge against somebody else. Right? So, moreover... Oh, he's, he goes into fasting here. Moreover, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites of, sad, of a sad countenance, for they disguise their faces that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have the reward. What these guys were doing, they were like making them, they were dressing themselves up to look sad and pitiful like they hadn't eaten days. So everybody would look at them and say, oh, they're fasting. So... Hey, look, they're fasting. He says, look, he tells us, but thou, when thou fastest, anoint thine head and wash thy face, that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto the Father which is in secret. And the Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. He's saying, those these people are going around like, look at me, I'm fasting. I ain't eight days. I'm so holy. I'm so close to God. Look at me. Poor old me. I know I don't look like I'm fasting. I know that. Because <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. But they, they, I don't know what they did. Probably put, some, they probably put dirt on there. You know how they can do makeup these days where they make you look like you're skinnier than what you are? I'm not going to start wearing makeup either. So <laughs> They were doing that. They were making themselves look so, so famished and starving to death. They're just, poor old him. Look at him. He ain't eight in days. He's so holy. He's so holy. Look how close to God he is. I mean, he doesn't even look like he's ate nothing. Poor old guy. He's just holy, though. That's what he's doing it for the Lord. Well, there's your reward. Did you like it? Did you like your reward? <laughs> well, did you? That's what I'm saying. The, the, the motives of things. We, we sometimes are so so caught up in what other people think and, and what we're doing that... Our motives are all wrong. I'm taught that, that don't just go to the prayer, don't just go with fasting. But listen, if you if you're doing something that you know you shouldn't be doing, don't do it just so everybody can see you do it. Just say that's just not for me. I'm not going to do that no more. You know what I'm saying? I get to no, I, I get I get to I get the privilege to to be a youth pastor. I call myself youth pastor, assistant pastor, pastor to the youth, whatever you want to call it. I get to say that. But you know what? I am 
45 years old, and I know I'm not going to be the youth pastor forever. I'm not going to. I know that I'm getting old, all right? All right, I know that. I'm not going to be able to do those things. I'm not going to be able to be the youth pastor forever. You know, I feel like, I, would, I just feel like the youth, the youth needs somebody that can pastor to them and minister to them. And I'm just going to get too old and out of touch. And I'm not going to be able to do that no more. And I just got to, one of these days, say, I just can't do that no more. And I just, I'm not doing it for any other reason but for the Lord. And if I, if there's a way, if there's, if it's best for me to, to step aside and let somebody else do it, then go right ahead, somebody else. I want what's best for our young people. I want what's best for them to be able to grow in their knowledge and their relationship with the Lord and with each other and with the church. And I don't want to hinder that whatsoever. I'm not doing it to be seen. I'm not doing it so the Lord will, so you all will praise me for doing it. I'm not doing it for that. I'm doing it so these young people will know the Lord Jesus Christ. And they'll come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ as their Savior. And if I'm not doing that no more, I need to step aside. I need to quit. Because I'm just doing a hindrance, not a, a service to the people, to the young people. And the Bible tells us that if we offend these young people, it's best that we hang a millstone around our neck and just throw ourselves into the river. I'm telling you, I take these young people serious. I love our young people, and I don't want to ever offend any of them. So if it's time for me to step aside, I'm out of here. I'll step aside. I'll just become the old assistant pastor that sits on the front pew. I don't care. And you know what I'm saying? I'll do whatever the Lord wants me to do. But I'm not going to, I'm not, my motives have got to be right. And I can only speak for myself. I can only talk about what my motives are. And what, because I'm the only one, I got to take into account for myself, right? I got to make sure that I'm doing what's right. I got to make sure that I'm living the way I should. You all don't have to give an account for what I do. I don't have to give an account for what you do, but I have to give an account for what I do. And I want to make sure my motives are right. And these people's <laughs> motives were wrong. They're, I mean, they're taking prayer. They're taking a, a conversation with God and trying to make themselves look good. I'm telling you, it's not about making yourself look good. It's about making Him look good. And if He don't look good, then you don't look good. I'm telling you, people's can see, these young people can see right through it. I know. I've been around them long enough. They can see right through your motives. They can see it. These young people, they, they're smarter than we give them credit for. Right? I'm telling you, we, we've got to be doing it for the right reasons. I'm telling you, don't do it just because oh, nobody else will do it if I don't do it. Well, if you're not supposed to be doing it, don't do it, right? Do it for the right reasons. Do it for the right... It might be God's will that you just step aside and see what God's going to do with it. Now, it's amazing. <clears throat> There's been times in my Christian walk that it's, somebody's like, well, there ain't nobody here to do it. And God provides somebody to do it. I mean, it just happened this past month, like... People were coming to me, we need a middle school teacher on Sunday morning. We need a middle school teacher on Wednesday night. Carolyn stepped in and filled both those gaps for us. And I didn't even know, didn't even know she wanted to do that, but she did. See, we, what we do is we're like, well, nobody else will do it, so I got to do it. But what we, we, that's putting limits on God, that God can provide what we need. 
what we need, not what we want, not what we have to do, but He'll provide us with what we need. And make sure that we're not standing in the way of what God wants us to do. I've done it. I mean, I've done it before. I've stood in the way of what God wanted, what God wanted. It's not a good place to be, right? So let's just trust in the Lord. Let's don't do it. Let's just test our motives. Let's try our motives. Make sure that we're doing things for the right reasons. Don't just walk around here looking like you ain't ate in four days just so everybody can say, he must be fasting. Right? I could eat with, I could eat, could go without eating for four or five days. And I still wouldn't look like I fasted. (laughs) But, but I'd probably be hateful and hangry. Right? You know, the hangry word? I'd be that. You're hungry and angry at the same time just because I hadn't ate. So, but we just need to test our motives. We need to question ourselves. We need to ask ourselves, what am I doing this for? Is it the right motives? Is it the right thing? But we need to realize, go back to verses 9 through, 9 through 13, that God, that's the, His kingdom's forever, His power's forever, and His glory's forever, He's in charge. He's in control. Just let Him have control. I mean, let Him have His will inside the West Side Baptist Church. Let Him do His will. Let's let Him, let's let him move and see. God puts it on your heart, do it. Right? God don't put it on your heart, don't do it. Don't do it. I ain't, hey, listen, listen. I know Josh feels the same way. If somebody were to come up to you and ask you, hey, would you mind teaching this class on Wednesday night? We'll just say Wednesday night. And you say, I don't feel like that's where the Lord laid me. I say, praise the Lord. Thank you. Don't just do it just because I asked you to do it. Do it because the Lord's asked you to do it. Right? Follow His, follow His guidance for your life. Let Him lead you where you need to be. All right? As we get a song ready tonight, there it is. That's what the Lord does when you're not sure of yourself. So, If you have anything you'd like to pray about tonight and, and let, the Lord, let the Lord lead you, and we, could, we can pray with you, whatever it may be. If uh, you don't know this Lord that uh, we're talking about here and you'd like to know more about Him, then you know, we, I know Josh and myself both, we'd be happy to talk to you about this Lord that's the ruler over all, that's in control of all these things, whose will is going to be done, right? We can, pray, we can talk to you about pray with you about it. We can pray with you for any situation that may be going on in your life. But just notice, just know for sure that you're where God wants you to be and you're doing what He has called you to do. Not what Josh has called you to do, not what Bryson called you to do, or what I've called you to do, or, or any of the deacon Bill or Sean's called you to do. Make sure you're doing what the Lord's called you to do. And make sure you're and know for sure, without a shadow of a doubt, this is what God's wanting me to do. All right? As we pray, as we sing, I mean, excuse me.